This is season six of the Team Roping Journals podcast, The Score. With over two million downloads, this is where Team Ropers talk. Hey everyone, this is Chelsea Schaefer. Welcome back to The Score. I just drove back from Rock Springs, Wyoming from the Royal Crown Futurity. So this episode's coming out a few days late because I wanted to make sure I talked to all the winners. So this first episode this week is going to have the heading champions of all the open divisions. And then next week, we will have all of the healing champions. So on today's show, you will hear from Colby Lovell, who rode the Myers Ranch bred uh, mare. Yes, I'm sassy. It's owned by Neil and Jody Wanless. And he is going to talk about winning that all-ages heading that he won and then also winning second at the uh, in the six and under heading. So she had a really big week. And so did the Myers family and Neil and Jody Wanless. So congratulations to them. The next person you will hear from is Tate Kirkenschlager, and he won the four and under heading on DCC Fool's Gold, owned by Dasco Cattle Company. That is a 2019 gelding by Metallic Echo, and so we will talk about that horse and then Tate's training program as well. And last but absolutely not least, the person who I think every single time, not I think, I know, every single time I do an episode from the Futurity, you get to hear from Ren Richard of ANC Racing and Roping. And this year he won the Royal Crown six and under heading average on Carter's one time out by one time honor out of Carter's time by Carter's cartel. That is a 2018 mare that his brother Caden, of course, has been riding most of the year and most of last year too. That mare was bred by the Flag Ranch and owned now by ANC Racing. It's a five-year-old mare uh, that I think we're going to see a lot more from in the future because Ren is learning how to ride her and he's going to talk about that on today's episode. So like I said, next week we will have the healers on. But for now, here is the first guest and that is Colby Lovell. And yes, I'm sassy. Of course, she's not going to be on the episode, but he's going to talk about her. That horse has been at Dakota's, correct? Yes. Tell me, when have you ridden it before? I showed her in, uh, let's see, Oklahoma City. And when Dakota hurt his hand, I rode her there. I think I rode her at one other place. I placed on her. I'm placing a go-around or two. I've had some good luck on her. What do you think the judges like about her? She does. I mean, she tries hard, and you can tell. You can see the emotion through her when she's running the cow through her ears, stuff like that. She's pretty good in the box. And, you know, runs right to the cow, finishes good, strong to the horn, really doesn't make any mistakes. She hasn't with me yet. She hasn't made any mistakes, hasn't felt like. She's, she's felt solid, and, you know, like today, just – where the setup the steers were fresher you could count on her and she was dependable right there you don't really ride a lot of running bred horses necessarily and she's got more run and than the ones that you usually ride anything different that you do with her no not really i mean you can tell you can feel that the cow is there like running to the cow like she hooks up good and stronger the horn uh and that's what i mean it feels like a cow horse to me i mean mm-hmm. both of them the she does a good job the steers were very fresh today. What were you trying to see, and what were you? How were you being careful with how fresh the steers were? Oh, just just like any other place, trying to get as good a start as you can to make it where it's easier on the head horse, heel horse, and set the whole run up better. Uh, I got a real good start on the first one. The steer was good, and 
set up the rest of the day when she won the first go round. You know, that's anything you get you a good start in a competition and you just can maintain kind of can let you ease and take control and just relax what about dakota's training makes him easy to ride behind he just does a good job he lets the horses work they don't ever feel like they've been picked on or aggravated they they're relaxed and they hook up to the cow good and his his loop and the way he swings his rope has got a lot of time into it so the horses always got their feet under them and always bringing the saddle horn to you mm-hmm. and you know that's a good thing that's always good you know you never feel like you're having to go to the cow lean on the side of your horse or the horse leaning against you going the opposite direction how many uh how many steers are you going to run in these next today how many have you run today and how many are you going to run tomorrow i don't know uh i don't know fort worth was probably i ran probably 100 and at Nebraska I ran 85 and then here I bet you I run close to 100 or a little more you're getting old are you sore it does when you run that many steers I was telling him a while ago it does get hard to sleep your muscles you get to kind of cramping a little bit and it does it gets hard to sleep um you healed on bartender today yeah (laughs) why Man, he just, I knew there was a Hill Horse of the Year in there. I just want to show everybody at this Rope Horse Security. He did not need back boots. <laughs> That's for sure. You can find the video on TikTok. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I appreciate that. You're welcome. Bartender was proud of you. <laughs> it looks so pretty. <laughs> no, he, Bartender, he's big and he can run and the steers are fresh. And what makes Bartender so good is he has so much timing and his foot speed with your rope. When I head on him, I'm never in a spot where I feel like I cannot find my delivery. And Helan's the same way. He has great timing. So even though he can't stop and do all the cool stuff, he still has good timing and he catches the cow. And I'm never behind. When the cow takes a bad hop, he's going to be ahead of the cow just because he really doesn't know what he's doing right there. But he still has every heel horse and every head horse needs great timing. That's what makes him great. Very good. Well, what is? Where's your next maturity? What's your next? What's your maturity schedule? Uh, maybe Guthrie. I don't know. I don't, who it. knows? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Thanks. All right, Colby Lovell was one of the busiest men at the Futurity, so we let him run back pretty quickly to getting on another help horse because that guy was tired after all of the help and all of the heading and healing and all the jump riding he was doing. So next is Tate Gergenschlager. We had a little bit more time to talk to Tate. Um, So we sat down outside of the arena, and we got to visit, and I kind of went down a few different rabbit holes with him because he isn't the kind of guy that is always out in the forefront, but when you do get him talking, he's absolutely wonderful to chat with. So this is Tate Kirkenschlager. He won on DCC Fool's Gold, the four and under Royal Crown heading, and that is a gelding out of uh, a mare named DCC Smooth Sugar by CJ Goldrush and by Metallic Echo and owned by Dasco Cattle Company. Give me the rundown on that horse. Where did it come from? Um, a guy in New Mexico owns him, uh, Atlee Snyder. Um, he sent me a couple horses a year ago to ride, and then he sent me that horse. I guess it had been last fall, early winter. Mm-hmm. Um, 
he paid him up in the royal crown and uh i guess we've showed him two or three times now yeah uh gilding he's gilding he's oh, okay. uh by metallic echo oh yeah okay. why did he send him to you and what did he tell you what what did you know about him when he sent him to you um he uh, uh i don't i don't know why he picked me to send him to i guess i don't know um but he uh um they'd ranched on him and broke he was broke he said he wanted him shown um so that was the whole goal the whole time was to always show him uh they're uh i think he's got a ranch out there and stuff and they're starting to raise horses and get into the more into the raisin and stuff so i think later on down the road in the future you're going to start seeing him have colts and stuff for sale and be raising a bunch of horses so he's he's starting to build a horse program out there and he said he wanted this horse shown so did um what kind of buttons did he have and what did you do with him when you got him in uh, he was pretty broke when I got him. Uh, they, I don't think he had much of a cow horse background, but um, whoever ranched on him and rode him outside, they did a good job. They get, they got him broke good. So he was he was broke when I got him. I just uh, I just started tracking steers and stuff. He was broke enough that I could start doing that. Um, and so have you shown him so far this year, or was this the first outing? Or um, I've showed him three times: Oklahoma City, at the at Jay Wadham's Futurity, Fort Worth Jay Wadham's Futurity, and then this is the first uh, Royal Crown I've shown him at. So three times. Yeah. Have you had luck? Yeah, he won the four-year-old deal at Jay's in Oklahoma City. And then he didn't win anything at Fort Worth, and then this one. Why do you think the judges like him? What does he do really well? Um, for the most part, he's really good in the box. Uh, he is pretty. I mean, he's Palomino, and he looks good doing it. Um, I don't know. I mean, he just does every step by step at a time. He never gets ahead of you, so he never beats you anywhere. He just he does everything step by step by step by step, so he don't ever... It don't ever look like he's, you know, making mistakes on his maneuvers because he just does them step by step. He never gets ahead of himself. So I think that's kind of why. Is he just good-minded? Like, how do you describe his mental, um, I like, why it, he's like that? Yeah, I would just say he's good-minded. I mean, the horse has a bunch of talent. Like, he's got a lot of talent. But he is so, uh, you know, he, I don't know the best way to put it. He's he's a pleaser so like mm -hmm. you know he's always always ready to listen to you at any time like and he keeps things very simple like he is an overachiever and he uh he can he can uh do things you know how do you want to say it fast athletic and quick all that but he's he's real good at doing everything step by step by step so i think i think that helps a bunch gotcha and uh, what's his future going to look like for you? What do you think? What's the plan with him? Um, I think we'll finish showing him this year. There might be another place or two we show him this year. And then um, as long as Atlee and them are good with it, I bet we show him his five- and six-year-old year. And then I don't know what he'll do with him after that. He he might end up um, keeping him for himself, so he's got a good head horse for himself, or he might end up selling him out. We haven't talked past showing, but I, I think he's planning on me showing him next couple years. Mm -hmm. So that's the plan with him. What's his at-home program like? What are you? You said you know you just went to track and steers when you started him, but what's his program like now? Oh, um, you know, I'll probably it's hot down there right now, so I I probably only ride him three or four days a week now. Um, most of the time, I'll ride him you know four or five days a week, but oh, uh, I do a lot of brake laying on him, a lot of steer stopping on him. I'll turn it mainly slow. Like that horse from day one has always been able to go fast. Like he runners is not a problem for him so a lot of times I, just, I rope a lot of slow steers on him at home i mean like i bet when we get home from here i'll kind of break away chill him out rope a lot of slow steers maybe a couple days before the show i'll rope some faster steers on him but i mainly rope a lot of slow steers on him at home today's episode of the score is brought to you by bye bye insects 
Bye Bye Insects combines the essential oils you love plus the fly protection you need for your horse and family into one bottle. Ingredients include geranium oil, peppermint, rosemary, citronella, and lemongrass to ensure that Bye Bye Insects provides excellent protection against houseflies, biting stableflies, mosquitoes, and deer ticks with a great smell and feel. Visit Spalding-Labs to order your bottle of Bye Bye Insects today and call their team of experts at 877-KILL-FLY. That's 877-545-5359 to learn more. I mean, I feel like you don't score, you score a medium amount as far as like some guys score, all we do is score and yeah. at your house you don't score. Yeah, I don't feel like we scored all at my house. Um, <laughs> I mean, there's times I'll score, but but I do think it's good to score, yes. But it depends. Like, all my steers at my house aren't – my arena's really long, and my steers don't start real fast. So I, if I run 12 steers on that horse that day, I, I score every time because I can make those horses stand there and let the steer, you know, 10 or 15 feet out, out of the chute before I go, and then I go. So it's almost like scoring every time I go. But the only way I can do that is because my steers are slower and my arena is really long. Now, don't get me wrong. Like, if 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 I'm going to rub some faster steers on him and say there's 10 fresh ones in a row that run and I run three or four runners, I'll come back and score a couple on him. I will. But as long as my steers are slow to medium to where I can let them 10 or 15 feet out of the out of the chute before I go and then ease those horses out of the box, I won't ever score on them. But if I do make full contact, live, fresh steers, I will score after a few. But I just, I don't know. That's just kind of how I go about it. I don't know if that's right or wrong, but... That's just kind of how I do it. This isn't, I didn't ask anybody else this, but I was just thinking about your arena. It is really long and you just built it. Do you, you prefer it that long? Is there anything you'd do different if you did uh, your arena again? I mean, you're yeah. like a year into it. I wish it would be longer. You do? Longer. Like, I, I mean, I think my arena is like 300, 310. I wish my arena is 350, 375. I, I love a long arena. I don't think you, you can't have, which we take all of our ropes off in the arena. So, but I don't think you can have too long of a arena. I wish my arena was longer than it is, actually. Really? Yeah. I mean, to the trees. Yeah, I wish, I wish it went a long ways. I wish it went all the way to the trees, yeah. <laughs> I, I love a long arena. I'm thinking about your arena. You take the steers off, or you take the ropes off in the arena. What is that? Why? Like, I just did a thing with Cade Rice, and he was talking about it. Oh, I number one, I do it for, it, it saves time. I, I can get a lot more done that way, not going to the strip and shoot every time. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it is, yes, it is good for the horse to walk to the strip and shoot every time, but I think it's just as good to teach those horses patience taking the rope off in the arena. Like, we'll get some of those cow horses or cutters that are so scared of a cow, you can't even get them next to them. So, like, I think it does really teach those horses, um, oh, I don't know how you're going to say it, good patience to stand there and take the rope off. I think it's good for them. And I, honestly, I think it's good for your steers. I think it makes your steers last longer far as hopping and stuff but that's just my I mean, we've done it that way since we were kids but I, I do think it's good to let your rope go and let your horse walk to the back I do I take it off the arena because it saves time and I think it's good patience for the horses talk about your helper today how'd, you, uh, cold how'd, good. how'd cold do today cold did good and he did he did really good those nah, none of those steers were easy to heal today everybody was yeah. having haggling cold healed great today um yeah he he did amazing job today um no what on those steers were hard to heal he did good yeah he uh I don't know which horse he was riding the whole time, but I think it's one he's rodeoed on. But uh, yeah, he did he did phenomenal for me today, phenomenal. All right, like I said, it would not be a podcast from a futurity if we were not interviewing Ren Richard at some point. And so, of course, he rolled in. Him and Jeremy Bueller rolled in from the rodeo trail. They are in the top ten in the world. They won Houston this year. They have been in a little bit of a 
slump, you could say, over the last month. But Ren talks about that in this episode, which is a lot of fun because he's very honest about what's been going on and how hopefully this win on Carter's one time out by one time honor out of Carter's time is going to kind of turn things around, shift their momentum. He won the biggest single, these, the six and under had the biggest payout, the biggest check. So he won the biggest heading payout of the week um, on Carter's one time out. And that was $13,271. And then the stallion pay was $1,196. Same with the breeders pay. I'm not going to rattle off all the numbers, but you'll find those all on the Team Roping Journal's website right now. We've got those up. So without further ado, Here's Ren Richard and talking about Carter's one time out. All right. That mare, when we were at your house in May, you had, had you just started riding her after Caden been riding her? Yeah, I think I, well, I showed her in Oklahoma City. Mm -hmm. I'd rode her for about two weeks before that. Mm -hmm. And then since then, I haven't, I mean, Caden kind of rode her again for, little while and I've rode her for about another two weeks Mm -hmm. but she's got things that are really good and then other things that you just I learned right there you just kind of got to know how to ride her like she's a little different style you can't I want my horses to really get on their butt and she doesn't really want to get on her butt so she's a little more kind of push out the front and then let her kind of get on her butt to come back but she got better every run. She scored good, tried hard. Um, I, I like the mare. You told me you like her like that she's going to be a real deal kind of horse, like a rodeo horse. Do you still feel that? I mean, another two weeks later of riding her, do you feel that way? Yeah. Um, she she let you pull on her in the box. Like today, the way roping is today, yes. Mm-hmm. We're roping softer type cattle. The farriers aren't quite as long. I mean, she's not a real big mare. She's... She's stout, but she's probably 14-3, maybe 15 hands. So, yeah, I, I think she would work great as a rodeo horse in today's roping. Have you guys pulled any embryos on her yet? No, nothing. We, She really didn't have any black type on her papers. Like, she was good as a four-year-old, and Caden just, you know, he, he roped good on her. The mare showed good, but just one thing after another, didn't get much one on her. And then I didn't get along with her very good at Oklahoma City just because I was still trying to ride her you know, the way we talked. So I'm looking forward to it now. I kind of know the deal and hopefully she can stay on the course. Talk a little bit more about that. Does it change the way you handle the steer then for Jeremy as far as pushing her up forward or, you know, not getting on her butt? How does, how does that change the run that you and Jeremy have? It actually probably for these shows, it, it makes it easier for him because I'm not waiting as long. Like once I get that steer's head, I can send her back and pull. So he, I mean, he can rope like we're at the jackpots of the rodeos. Um, are you, you were third call? Did you think you were going to get by them after the run that you made? Or what were you thinking? Um, it's hard to say, you know what I mean? Both of them horses that were first and second call were good horses. Uh, I just think I, I got a really good start and that steer was good. He took one step left and it just. I, I think that's why I won. I hit the barrier and had it on that steer, and the time helped us a little bit. Um, both of, like I said, both of those horses that were first and second call were great. I was plum happy to win third. Do you, uh, you and Caden, how often do you share horses? Like, how, how often do you get on one to show that he's been riding? <clears throat> we just kind of started doing that. Um, I think for our program, you know, 
we probably need to do it more to close the gap a little bit between him and I and the way we ride. Uh, I think it's good for those horses to get a little bit of a different feel at the shows. So, um, I mean, he's he's got to be a big part of what I'm doing right now because I'm gone so much that if he's not you know, willing to be that team player guy that can ride my stuff when I'm gone, it's pretty hard to have a chance to win. Did she get the outside riding that a lot of your horses get in the mountains or anything like that? No, not really. Um, we have used her a little bit, but she's, we keep pads on her front feet. Um, and so we just, we don't really ride her outside that much, but she's probably, all of them need it. You know what I mean? So I'm not saying she won't get it. Yeah, for sure. Um, this summer, I, gosh, I remember like ninth round of the NFR. You were like, man, this has been a grind. And you're like, this was such a, the NFR was such a huge learning experience. How about this last month? Has it been good? It's been probably the worst month of my rodeo career. Oh. It just, and it's not like I've been in a way worse place rodeoing before. You know what I mean? I mean, luckily we had a great winner, so we're still going to make the finals either way. But it just, when you feel like you're a top team and it's just one thing after another, you can't, you're not winning. It's It's been tough, but there's four quarters in a game. I feel like we won the first two quarters. We got our butts kicked in the third quarter, and the plan is to finish and try to win the fourth quarter and have a great year. Um. What do you think will be a turnaround or like what do you think will bust the slump or has it already been turning around today? Today fixed everything? Yeah, I mean, I think it's good for both Jeremy and I to come here and just go make some runs. You know what I mean? It just it's pretty easy to press when you're not winning and you might be doing things that you don't really know what you're doing and you kind of get things ironed out being able to just run them down there and catch a few steers. So yeah, I I hope to build off this momentum and this win right here and jeremy's got two good horses in the healing right here so hopefully we can finish the day okay any uh any horse troubles have you are your horses sound that you're rodeoing on yeah they are i just we've been roping smaller type native cattle everywhere and you know no excuses but jeremy and i have worked hard on making a run for big strong type steers so my horses have been a little too strong, a little too free. Um, same with his horses. They're wanting to run down the arena a little too much. They've kind of been in our way a little bit. So we got to go home for a week right here and kind of tried to make the adjustment. And we, we're going to go at them the rest of the year. Were you guys running a lot of steers at home or when you went when you were practicing this last week? What, what were your practices like? Yeah, I mean, we... When I was on my good horses, we dang sure. I mean, I went at some and turned, you know, tried to give good spins for Jeremy. And we we did a lot of specialized stuff with our horses, like, you know, to try to work on what I felt like our horses were doing a little bit to maybe get in our way. Um, so I, I'm looking forward to the rest of the year. It's not like I'm down mentally and feel like I'm in a slump. Like, it feels yeah. like the next run, we're going to crack it. It's just, I don't know, it's been weird. Okay. Well, I'm excited. Pendleton and stuff. Those are all good rodeos for you, right? No, Pendleton. You're yeah. not doing Pendleton? No. When did you, um, you guys won Pendleton two years ago? Both years, both of our horses were pretty sore when we left. And I mean, we've had to go yeah. prior, so we're in a little better spot now. I just, I don't want something stupid to happen. I, you know, I guess it could happen anywhere, but 
the chances of your horse falling and doing something are a lot higher there. Man, I was just thinking of a good spot that you win good at that was going to be like a high point. Uh, Ellensburg. Ellensburg. Okay. (laughs) All right. If you've made it this far through the episode, I think that was a pretty diverse episode. We talked about a lot of different things on the score today. Thank you for listening. Thank you to my editor, Craig Jones, for another great podcast. I am sure I put him through the ringer with all the background noise at the arena in Rock Springs this time. So definitely thanks to Craig for making us sound as good as possible from Team Roping. <laughs>